Morning team, four minutes past five. Nice to be company. Steve Allen's early breakfast, LBC 97.3. Bill's back tomorrow. We're here. It's a wet day today. And quite cold out. Quite cold out. Although, strangely enough, people who've been out to the clubs and doing their stuff like that uh, don't feel the cold. Because as I'm walking through Leicester Square this morning, well, skipping, uh, there were two blokes walking towards it with no shirts on. And I thought... It's not that warm. It really isn't. And you, yet, ju- you just have that effect on I people. I do have that effect. But also, yesterday, there was some girl wearing hot pants. Second day running, I've seen somebody in hot pants. I mean, it just looks... Yes, but she's been there since nineteen seventy. Well, it is true. I mean, she was about 97, <laughs> poor soul. But it was interesting. <laughs> Paul Savory, good, good morning. morning. Uh, lots to get through this morning. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. Uh, Jade Goody, front page of... Well, only... Um, Two of the papers this morning. Only two. Uh, strangely enough, uh, the Daily Star never wants to make a, a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, Jade, I've said my goodbyes. I know I've got just hours left. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think you only have to look at her to realise she's still quite feisty. You know, you'll know she's got hours left when, when she just spends a lot of time sleeping. And that's the time, I think, Max Clifford has said in the papers today, that people should leave her alone. Uh, seeing as he's selling all the pictures of her, I suppose it comes down to him. But Jack has done a, a bedside confession. I am a pillock. I will go to prison. I will stay there. That's good news, isn't it? Although he was out with his friends yesterday. He went out for pizza and, in fact, laughing and joking as if, you know, not a care in the world. Paul. Steve, there's uh, a story here about British Transport Police. They've reportedly spent £200,000 investigating officers for stealing five bottles of Vimto. Well, can't bear him. <laughs> yes, but £200,000 for five <laughs> bottles. Two transport officers found the soft drink cordial in a cardboard box beside a railway line, and uh, police rules say they should have booked it in as lost or stolen property, but they decided to share it with colleagues instead. When it was spotted in a mess room cupboard, the constables were suspended on full pay for 18 months. The case was later dropped... But they were then fined four days' wages at £400 each for a minor breach of police rules. Insiders said that the case in Stockport, Manchester, had cost taxpayers £200,000 in wages and legal fees. Wow. For five bottles Good of Vimto. God. Stupid is that? <laughs> it is stupid. Uh, Jack Tweed... Nasty, convicted little thug is saying in the paper today, I held Jade's hand all night and begged her to forgive me. Shame you didn't go back to the person who you were going to stab and the young man who you wrapped round the head with a golf club. You're a nasty piece of pond life. Nasty piece. Horrible person. Daytime stars could be getting the axe on ITV. Uh, they've said that when Philip and Fern go on holiday in the summer, they probably won't be. So thank God for that. We won't have to suffer with Eamon Holmes and that, uh, that wife of his. They'll, they'll just close the programme round. Uh, loose Women. Could go as well. Quite an expensive programme. Uh, and they've now come up with, with a whole host of programmes. You can now have Dancing on Thin Ice, uh, Who Wants to Win a Tenor, The Bills, Emma Dole, <laughs> Repossession Street, Ant and Deck Saturday Night Take My House Away. All very popular things. Uh, they say there's going to be 600 jobs going uh, across the board. And to be honest with you, having watched Alan Titchmarsh's show yesterday, I've never seen such a, a show throwing money at itself. I mean, I really haven't. I've never seen so much money. Guests they had on yesterday, we had on... Um, who did we have on yesterday? I just remember Ken Livingstone in that tacky old beige suit again. He turned up for about the umpteenth time. I think he sleeps in it. I think he sleeps in it as well. But he's, he's now become one of these boring sort of people who turns up on television programmes all the time. He's always been boring. Yes, I know, but he's even more boring when you see him a lot. He's obviously got a new agent or something. So you get him... Uh, no, apart from the show on Saturday, of course. It's not boring, no. 
That was Paul Savory. Uh, and, and then who else they have on? I can't remember who else they had on Alan Tisha. Whatever it was, I remember thinking, 250, 250, 250. And then there was another load of guests on. Then they had somebody else on. I'm thinking, you don't need to spend this amount of money. The audience doesn't warrant it. Not anymore. Well, I don't think so. It's because of the satellite channels, of course. We've got more choice now, so it dilutes down everything. Mm. So their, uh, their income is diluted in, uh, in proportion, I would think. I'd love to know what the budget... Wouldn't you just love to get a piece of paper that told you what the budget for Alan Titchmarsh's show was? I reckon, daily, it's probably around 40,000 quid for that show. By the time you've taken Alan's fee, there's the set, there's, the, there's all the people who work backstage on it. But 40,000 quid for an hour, is it? I don't know. I think it's, it's about an hour, It's yes. still cheap telly. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh. You know, it's a, the, the things that cost the money are these big costume dramas... Well, the ITV have said they're going to axe the Royal and Heartbeat, but in fact, what they fail to tell you is they've got two years' worth of shows sitting on the shelf. Do they really? So they don't need to keep making it. You can have a rest for two years. I think it's a shame the bill's cut down to one show a week, because that is good drama. Yes, but there again, we might get something different for a change. Like what? I don't know. It's up to them, isn't More it? More Jeremy they've Kyle. S- no, no, something good. <laughs> they've, got, they've still got to fill the airtime. Yes, that's true. Yes. So maybe we'll have more films, which are, which also is cheap television. Yes, cheap television. I like that. Um, yeah. And we like films. Films yes, are good. Films are good. And um, you know, maybe they'll they'll just make something different. I Heartbeat, think Light End. Heartbeat has been on how many years? Oh, a hundred. At least twenty. At least twenty years. Yeah. So so even although it's a good show, maybe it is time we had something different. I don't. I don't actually mind Heartbeat. I think it's okay of its genre. But to be honest with you, I mean. It's- it's just a bit of naff television, isn't it? Well, it's almost like the Bill meets um, Emmerdale or, or Last of the Summer Wine. It's kind of mixed. And, and that goes, and doesn't it? Last of the that. Summer Wine. I mean, that just goes on and on. The good news about Last of the Summer Wine is that, A, I love the, the setting up there, because yes. I love the village that they film in, and, B, they use a lot of actors who might just be sitting at home that's waiting right. to die, that's and right. I think that's, that's brilliant. So I'm happy with that. However, having watched Sherry Hewson on the television yesterday, having suffered with this terminally stupid woman on Loose Women where she sort of plays Dipsy and and it was a bit funny. Yesterday on this cooking programme she showed just what a complete idiot she is, I'm afraid. She made no effort to treat this programme seriously. I don't know where you think your next bit of money's coming from, Sherry, but frankly I should imagine you were paid well in excess of £500 for that and, and she just played it for laughs. Unfortunately it wasn't funny. At one point, she was up again. They have to cook two puddings. She had to do a pudding, and the other person had to do, and she did banoffee pie. She's never made banoffee pie in her life, so it was, she was there under fraudulent conditions. And she said, oh, Aggie has probably been rehearsing and doing this properly. I thought, yes, because she's paid a fee. It's like, you know, somebody gives you a script, you know, do you just sort of go, oh, I can't be bothered with that, I'll read it later. Because it's called Unprofessional, Sherry. I'd be surprised if you ever get booked again, love. You were a complete and utter turnip yesterday. A waste of space. And I wasn't the only one to notice either. A number of my listeners have written in telling me that she's as barking as a barrel load of barking things, I'm afraid. (laughs) She's just a waste of... The trouble is, it's all right for somebody young to go, oh, I'm a little bit dipsy. When you get to her age and you admit to having cosmetic surgery and you still end up looking that bad, you know, now is the time to... Get out the business. Or ask for your money back. Ask for your money back. <laughs> Quite like the idea of asking for your money back. Because I had the camera kept doing close-ups on her. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, whoa, and you've had a facelift. It didn't look good at all. I don't know how long ago it was filmed, but it, it wasn't pleasant, I'm afraid. I was surprised to read that Fatboy Slim, Norman, has, uh, has gone into rehab. He's a drunk. I'm surprised at that, too. Well, I'm surprised. I read it the other day. I thought you kept that quiet. He uh, apparently 
says he has to down a lot of alcohol before he can play his gigs. He said, I've tried going on stage sober, and it wasn't much fun. So now he's got to the stage of thinking, I need to be cured. Now, we spoke to Rick Wakeman yesterday. He'll be coming up very shortly, because he's doing Hampton Court Palace on the 1st and 2nd of May. Beautiful setting. He's doing it in front of the gate. In front of the gate there, 5,000 people. First time in 36 years he'll, he'll be performing live his Six Wives of Henry VIII. Really? They're doing it. He's already put in the rider. He went in there and he said, right, I want this, this. He said, normally I go, I want this, 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 this and this. And they go, right, OK, you're not having that. On this particular one, he's got a seven-piece band, a 74-piece orchestra. Wow. A 50-strong choir. And they're only doing two dates. He said, I don't want any burger vans. I don't want any of that naff crap. Shh, stop telling people. I want to book tickets. Well, uh, uh, yes, uh, you're right, actually. Well, he <laughs> said to me, he said, do you want to come? I said, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. A choir and orchestra like that? It's, being, it's a five-hour experience. Five hours? Five hours with... Take a flask. Take, no. He said, there's going to be hog roasts. There'll be jugglers, all set to a Tudor theme. He said, it's never been done before. It, it sounds fantastic. He said, there'll be everybody there. He said, we're going to bring in the six wives. He said, and I'm hoping there's going to be a seat right at the front, and that's where Henry will be. He said, he might not be there physically, but in spirit he'll be there. You see, if ITV had an ounce of sense, they'd be down there filming it. Well, strange enough, they are filming, but only for <laughs> DVD. But you're right, well, they, they've thought know, of everything. But ITV should offer the money for broadcast, because yeah. they would still get some cheap telly, and it would be a great extravaganza. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, he told us all about it, and I thought, I want to see this show. I want to sit there for five hours. I want to enjoy everything. Mm. You know, drink mead, watch it. Because originally, <laughs> apparently, he said, drink mead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so old. Uh, originally, the Six Wives of Henry VIII uh, only ran for 36 minutes. So he's added extra bits. But he is, he's fantastic. Well, four and a half hours, new bits. Four and a half hours of new bits. No, he's, he's only going to be on stage, I think, for about two hours. Oh, I got Amanda a DVD. I got you a DVD. Oh. Yeah. Oops. Yes, you have to pay for it, but it's, uh... <laughs> there you go, it's the oh. Yellowstone Park. Oh, bless you. Thank Luckily, you my so friend much. Jackie Gill sent me two, so oh, we're all right. It's all right. It's okay. Pound. Yeah. You can see a really nice geezer. Pound. Yes, you see it. <laughs> they don't call them geezers. They don't call they? them geysers. Geysers. All the way through, Peter Firth, or somebody Firth, who's doing the narration, calls them geysers. Well, geezer's probably an East End man, then. Well, that's what I think. All right, geezer. But yeah, a but geyser. Didn't, didn't we always say geyser? That's what I thought. I called it. Old right. Faithful so is a geyser. So long as I'm, uh, so long as I'm not losing it. Because when yeah, I heard him saying it, I did think <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> but, you know. Listen, we'll have to take a short break for the uh, news headlines, then we'll come back and uh, we'll find out some more stories in the paper. There is one story in the paper today that has just got my goat, I'm afraid, and I'll give you details in a moment. <laughs> Quarter past five, news headlines. Police in Pakistan have rejected claims they abandoned the Sri Lankan cricket squad to their fate during Tuesday's terror attack. Match referee and former England batsman Chris Broad has been claiming their security vanished and they were sitting ducks in the gunfire in Lahore. But the officers say their men did all they could to protect the team and six of them died trying. We're expecting to see another dramatic day in the city later, as most economists are predicting a further cut in the base rate of interest to half of 1%. Just over four months ago, the cost of borrowing was running at 4.5%. And a 22-year-old's facing life behind bars when he's sentenced later for the murder of Harry Potter actor Rob Knox in Sidcup. Carl Bishop stabbed the 18-year-old with two kitchen knives. He also attacked four of Rob's friends during a row outside a bar last May. Let's have a check on the roads for you this morning. A bit damp out there. Hugh Broom. Thank you very much. Uh, we shall start with the North Circular. If you're heading... Steve Allen. 
Morning, everybody. Nice of your company. We've all your texts and emails in. 84850, steve at Two good films on ITV Saturday night at the same time. Prairie Home Companion and The Closer You Get. I've never even heard of that. Prairie Home Companion. What dickens uh, is that? It's an American show. Oh, is it? Yeah, I oh, think right. so. I think so. Doesn't sound that exciting, does it? Uh, there's a, a couple here, two neighbours from hell, caught pretending to have sex. There's a picture of these two fat lardies. I mean, you've got to laugh at them. And they did it... Uh, because they were upsetting the locals where they live. They decided... They're the sort of people who appear on the Jeremy Kyle show. She's got booms, boobs down to her knees by the look of it. I mean, she really is Miss Pig Ugly. And, uh, and he's nasty at all. She yanked up her jumper and paraded her bro- boobs around with a sign, Perverts, written on them. Uh, it's a three-year row which has gone up. The neighbours finally have had enough. So they took them to court. They filmed them on CCTV. And they got this uh, pair of pond life out. Um, they've been convicted... Jarman and French of Lincolnshire. Do you know, honestly, nice areas of the country you think it wouldn't happen. You get pond life like this up there. Convicted of har- harassment, handed a two-year restraining order. He was also ordered to complete 40 hours unpaid work and she received a six-month supervision order. Why didn't we hang them? It's so much easier, I isn't it? I bring back the stocks. Oh, I'd love that to bring back fun. the stocks. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Every little village... And every town, you could have you could have one in Leicester Square, you could have one at Piccadilly Circus. You have lots in Leicester Square. Yes, you could have a whole... You could charge people. You could win a prize. Win a coconut. <laughs> <laughs> or throw a coconut at them. I love the idea of actually... And, and, you, and you get rotten fruit, and you say, you know, you can buy... It's a pound a bag of rotten tomatoes. Pelt this bit of pond life. Humiliate them totally. I think that's what it needs, because they've covered themselves uh, with their anoraks as they're going into court. They're an ugly pair. They really are. They're just disgusting. So the the neighbours all clubbed together, bought the CCTV, filmed them, pretending to make love. I mean, it's just disgusting, Mm. these sort of people. It is. It's revolting of the First Order. How how, how do you feel about um, Britney Spears miming? She did the show, but she didn't sing one song. She lip-synced the whole thing. Personally, I think it's a complete and utter cheat. It is, isn't it? Yes. It is. It's, I mean, I, I, I would feel cheated as well. You know, if you said to people, do you see Brit- Britney Spears, is she a singer, is she a dancer, people would say a singer. Hmm. But, but she exactly. isn't. But she's not. She isn't. She's a dancer. Yeah, I, I agree. Madonna, when she went out, some of her, her shows were mimed. Oh, mimed? Oh, I God. went there. Yes. She didn't even bother miming half the time. Oh, she just let it run. She couldn't care less. Oh. I would never ever pay to see Madonna again. Never. Would you pay to see Tina Turner? Absolutely. Yeah. She's in the papers and I've just opened it. <laughs> I thought you had. You yes. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned uh, Britney Spears, because now this is a professional. Yeah. She is fantastic and I urge everybody to go and see her if there are any seats left. She's at the O2 from the... Steel. Uh, Steel a seat. Yeah. 7th, 8th and the 11th. Yeah. She's at the, uh, at the O2. Go. Yes, go, I think. I saw her once. I thought, where did I go and see her? I saw her at Wembley, and we were at the side of the stage, but we ended up watching the big screen. Mm. Because even if you're at the side of the stage, she was still a little tiny figure. Yeah. Mind you, Rick Wakeman talked about that. And it, when asked whether he would do big stadium concerts, he said no. He said, I did one in, in America. He said, uh, the furthest people were a mile away. A mile a away. A mile? A mile. What's it the was, point? It was one of these outdoor concerts. And he said, there's no point. He said, nobody can see you. Oh, I worked on one of those ones. Did you? Oh, it was fantastic. There's um, a radio station in uh, in Miami, in Fort Lauderdale, in fact, and what they do is close off the beach road and they build a stage that backs onto the beach road and the front of it is actually on the beach. 
Mm. So they close off the road and, and all the trucks and all the, the artists drive up the road and, and go to the back of the stage. And the audience is on the beach. And they had 200,000 people on the beach. Oh, how nice. And, and all you could see was heads and then the sea. <laughs> and it was fantastic. It's something I shall always remember. Isn't it funny? You do a few few gigs in your life and you remember that. I remember working with Noel Edmonds on the Crinkly Bottom uh, Roadshow. Well, you were the voice of Crinkly Bottom. I was the voice of Crinkly Bottom. And we went out there and, and we just had the most fun. The most fun. I can't begin to tell you. We went out on one... They had all the celebrities, and they all turned up on the coach. Danielle Westbrook was having a bit of trouble at the time, and uh, all a bit disastrous. But anyway, and we all turned up in this town. I had an LBC uh, Range Rover, which was plastered with LBC logos. Yeah. I'd said to the management, can I borrow it? And they said, yes, of course you can. You know, happy days. Anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> been given the LBC car to take out, and it was diesel, so it's blooming noisy. And we went up into this little market town. We stayed there in this old uh, coaching in type thing. So, of course, all the locals, they get all these celebrities in, and we all had lunch, and then we had dinner, and we all had to perform and do an act, and Bob Carroll, Jesus, is doing a thing. We want to stand up, sit down, put your hands fantastic. on your head. It was fantastic. And, th- and then we had glorious weather. We all went out there, and it was on a race course. I think we did Doncaster and another one. And it was just the most fun. There was a fun fair, and... Mr. Blobby was there, and oh, it was just wonderful. <laughs> Noel flew his helicopters in. It was it was the best ever, absolutely the best. Yeah, ever. it's just certain things that stand out in your mind as yeah. special. And you think uh, I'd love to do special. that again? Yeah. It's like strangely enough, because he's playing Hampton Court Palace. Rick Wakeman said he thinks that the Hampton Court Palace Flower Show is better than Chelsea. And I said, well, I worked on it when it first opened, the very first one they had there. I was working on a commer- on a, a little radio station that played classical music. And so I would finish here and then go and work there for a couple of hours. I said, and driving through Home Park with the mist and the bunnies jumping about and the palace in the background was just... Well, the bunnies were out in force again this morning. Loads of them. Loads. I dreamt about bunnies last night. Did you? I did. I don't know why. What about them? I dreamt that I, I lived on a farm-type thing and, and I had a little dog, like Rick Stein's dog... Right. And it was really lovely. We went out and it grabbed a bunny by the throat oh. and was walking around with it. And I went, no. That's not exactly dreaming about bunnies. Put the bunny back, I said. And it didn't. <laughs> and I, I felt quite worried about the whole thing. Anyway, let's have a quickie from you. Oh, quickie from me. Quickie. There's a Chinese man. Uh, he's raising an unusual pet. It's a two-headed turtle. Oh. Uh, Mr. Jiang from Chengdu. Everything happens in Chengdu. It, it doesn't it just. Yeah. Uh, says this remarkable pet can eat with both heads at the same time. When the heads are contracted into the shell, you can't tell it's any different to another turtle. Aquatic experts said it was very rare to see a turtle with two heads. Reason for these <laughs> abnormality could include genetics or an environmental pollution problem. Dear. It's like the fish on the beginning of Simpsons. A bit worrying, isn't it? Yes. A little bit. An environmental genetic anomaly <laughs> like that. Not a good thing. I don't know what I'm doing here, so I've, I've lost my th- screen to Burley, and all of a sudden all my bits and pieces have gone particularly haywire. Uh, we will be talking to Nathan Morley after half past, and uh, don't ever go and snog Tracy Davis. I'll try. Try not to snog. Tracy Davis has just uh, recently been up in uh, court. Uh, she went to snog her boyfriend. She bit his tongue off. What? She bit his tongue off, deliberately. Do you know why? Mm. She's not pregnant. She wants to be pregnant, and he's not got her pregnant, so she went to do French kissing, and she bit three-quarters of his tongue off and spat it out on the floor in front of him. I mean, I can't... I sometimes wonder if I'm in the right world. I don't know what to say about Doesn't that. I mean, he and I can't think properly. 
because be. he's lost. No, because he's, he said Not I can't funny. speak because I've lost three quarters of my tongue. And if you think about it, you do. If you hold your tongue and try and think, you thought like that. That's exactly the same. But she deliberately bit it off. She needs hanging. Well, uh, you see, I recommend this most days on the program, and people say it's a little bit drastic. And you go, well, what is the answer for something like that? There was a woman yesterday. uh, That's just beggars belief. I know. But there was a woman yesterday in Florida who um, called the emergency services because McDonald's ran out of nuggets. I mean, you know, we're either dealing with people who are of limited intelligence and very, very stupid, in which case the first thing we act on the television is a Jeremy Kyle show because, by God in heaven, there's some ugly buggers on there, let me tell you. Yesterday, there was some bit of old pond life. How it ever got pregnant twice, I'll never know. You can't even imagine the first time, but apparently twice. You'd have to sort of, you know, I mean, just unbelievable. And then a woman who bites, and she went, well, because I'm not pregnant. You go, you're quite clearly mentally ill. It's not normal behaviour, is it? Well, no. Thank goodness. Do you know... I, I'm, I've suddenly realised I'm far more normal than I ever realised. No, there's, you're there's... not. You're barking. Yes, but, that, no, but that's I mean, OK. That's, that's completely all right. That's far too. That's far too OK, isn't it? Listen, we have to take a short break. Uh, we'll have a chat to Nathan Morley. I wonder what he's going to be talking about today. But if there's something like here, they've actually got rain. And so uh, we'll find out just after the news. And also a slow economy. But if local wedding companies are to be believed, it's not deterring thousands of Brits who are flying out to get married. How unusual. LBC 97.3 Morning everybody, 27 minutes to uh, 6. Prairies stars Lily Tomlin and Meryl Streep and it's about a live radio show on its last night of broadcast, Robert Altman's last film. Thank you for that, Philip. And Paul says, Peter Firth is from New Zealand where they're called geysers. Right. Geysers. So now you know. 84850, uk. Uh, expect there to be a Boko de Maiming at the Jackson concerts. Oh, yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that there will be. Having told you, incidentally, if you missed the beginning of the programme, uh, that Britney Spears mimed the entire concert. However, if you really want to get angry this morning, the RAF search and rescue helicopter is pictured here. Luckily, somebody had a camera. Uh, dropping military personnel on a golf course after flying them seven miles for a retirement party so that they could go and play golf. What a complete misuse of public funds. The RAF have now launched an investigation. Uh, luckily, they, they've got all the evidence they need here. Somebody's head should roll on this one, I suspect. Birdie brains, they've called them. Birdie brains. 84850, uk. Uh, off we go now, because Cyprus spent the best part of the winter praying for rain, as they've had the worst droughts, and now it, it's worked. They've got non-stop rain, so it's a bit like us as well. So it's a very good morning to Nathan Morley. And a very good morning to you, Steve. Yes, it's very rare that we can say our prayers actually uh, yeah. actually work, but uh, we've had non-stop rain, the dams are filling up, and, and you never know, we may have water back in the taps before the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> So it's very Stop. exciting for us. <laughs> but I have to be honest, do you know the feeling? You do, especially in the UK, uh, you, because, of course, we've wanted rain for a year now. Uh, it's, been, it's been terrible. But now we've had rain nonstop for the past few weeks. Well, it's starting to get on our nerves a bit, even though we, we no. desperately need it. So uh, I'm starting to pray for sunshine, I have to be honest with you. Well, the funny thing is, you see, I don't mind rain at all. Rain doesn't bother me. I love it. I absolutely love it. But you're right. But you get to that stage where you think enough is enough. Yeah. You know, and that's where we are. On the other hand, I, I wouldn't want to be in a country where it was sunny all the time. That would drive me mad. 
No, well, this this is it with climate change as well, because Cyprus used to be, and, and I hate to be, you know, to sound like some sort of uh, Al Gore, <laughs> but uh, the weather's changed dramatically here. The the winters are much longer now, and we do get, uh, it's a lot colder. We do, uh, you know, the droughts in the summer is much worse. And so the, the pattern is quite bizarre in Cyprus. Mm. You can go from extreme to extreme, which of course is not good if, if, if your uh, mental state or indeed your physical state because you can go through colds and uh, uh, very quick succession you know you can have very hot days very cold days and um, you know, subsequently most people end up ill during this period of the year funny isn't it really you wouldn't have you wouldn't yeah. have thought that people would have done but at least you're all right I'm all right, yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I'm firmly in the new, the, the new place, and, uh, and it's looking okay. But, uh, you know, it's, it, the one thing that uh, anybody who has a house abroad, especially in the Mediterranean, will tell you, they don't build them for the winter. No. There's no heating, is um, there? No heating. And uh, it's the coldest place I've ever been. Yeah. And, of course, you only discover these little things a few days after being in it, don't you? Yes. <laughs> when, you yes. when you unpack the boxes, and then you sit down for the first night, and you think... Hang on, it's bloody cold in here. Yeah. <laughs> so I stayed in Gran Canaria, and they had the worst weather in 20 years, and it was torrential rain, and there's <laughs> nothing to do in Gran Canaria at the best of times. You know, if you want to go to the Yumbo Centre, and <laughs> by the time you've done that three nights on the trot, you've had quite enough of life. And it uh, tipped yeah. down with rain, no heating in the hotel room. I was so cold, I would sit in bed with a blanket round me. But, of course, even the beds don't have blankets on, because they're no. not, they're not, there's no heating at all. They're not geared up for anything that is cold. No, and it, and it makes you very miserable. Yes. And it's funny, because they, we, we talk about... The, here, we've had a problem this, this winter. We've got 65 centimetres of snow on the mountains here at the moment. Mm. So all of the mountain regions are really cold, and, and t- the government are trying to reduce heating oil, because, of course, most people have these these um, uh, the gas burners, you know, and, and paraffin burners, because the pensioners here, I know we have it in the UK where every year we hear about the pensioners and, you know, reduction in heating mm. packs and uh, heating costs. And this is a real issue. I mean, if, we're, if you're at our age, yours and mine and Paul Savory, who's being very quiet, if you're at our age... listening. Paul's a bit... listening intently. I can't wait. <laughs> Paul's a bit older than us, Steve, but, oh, uh, yeah. you, you know, yeah, <laughs> you, true. you feel the cold, don't you? Imagine what it's like if you're 70 or 80. Yes, here, yes, I, I agree totally. I mean, I, I think it's awful. But the funny thing is, can you can you have something put in? Can you have a fire yes. put in? Yes. Well, actually, that's what I've been looking into. I don't want to have central heating put in, because that's no. a really, really major expensive job. Do but, you have gas? But, uh, well, this is what I'm thinking of doing, Everybody yes, needs. having gas. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's what I'm going to... You could have a gas bottle and... outside, couldn't you? Well, that's what we do for the kitchen, actually. Right. Um, there's a pipe which goes through out, outside and there's a gas bottle, and we just change it every month or two. Yes. Um, and that's very economical, because a gas bottle here can last you... Well, actually, it can last you m- more than three months in the mm-hmm. kitchen, and they only cost about eight quid. Very so good. that's not bad at all. Yes, that's very good. But you need one for the sitting room, and then hopefully if you have it on, it can warm... Do you have an upstairs? Uh, no, 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 I'm, mm. I'm uh, one floor now. Right, OK. So... So it shouldn't be too hard, in theory, to keep it warm. But Provided you open be... the doors. But unfortunately, because it's brick-built, I'm assuming, yeah. uh, yes, that it will re- retain the coldness. Mm. And so c- you're and it all depends on where the sun comes up as well, because the sun comes up at one <laughs> side of the house, you're which makes the other side of the house feel freezing as well. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a, well, I'm caught between the devil and the deep blue sea here. Yeah. He was sinking oh, yeah. a drink down. He slurped. That was coffee. 
Yeah, so you say. <laughs> I've just got back from uh, from my morning walk with Mr. Chan. Yeah, from the pub. Yeah, from the pub. <laughs> <laughs> just stumbled in from the boozer. <laughs> uh, well, put it this way, I, I would recommend getting lots of that in, because that'll keep you warm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or filling that well, porridge, because it's central heating for kids, they tell us. I know, it makes a terrible mess on the sheets. Yes, it does, I know. <laughs> you can't block up the walls with it at all. It's hopeless. It won't set. <laughs> my wife eats porridge. I've never really been into it. Uh, Very good for you. Very good for you. If somebody yeah. else makes it, it's fantastic. Well, funny enough, I, there, was a, there was a program last night. I was watching this BBC channel on satellite, which I think only one person watches, called BBC Alba. Have you heard of this? No, I've heard and of a television show called Alba. In Gaelic? It, it's in Gaelic, and, it, and it, it's, it's a very tiny service just for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for Scotland. Yeah. And they, were, they, were, they have these wonderful programs in Gaelic, which really is the, the, the most lovely language to listen to. <laughs> and I, I was wondering to myself, how, you know, we're broadcasting these pro- How many people are watching, and how many people speak Gaelic? And have I just doubled the audience? It's three. <laughs> 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 and I bet they won't all have been watching at the time you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> I was thrilled with it, and there was a guy eating porridge there. They were, they were doing a thing about second sight. Very good I, I was watching them a short while ago. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, they were That's they good. were recreating one of these houses on Time Team, and they had to do uh, daub and wattle, or wattle and daub or something, on the walls, yes. where you have to mix up manure and straw, and then you slap it onto the walls, and it, it literally keeps the wind out. Are you suggesting he does in. that in Cyprus? And we could do the same <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> What, what he needs is some insulation. That's right. My next-door neighbours are having their, um, the, uh, cavity insulation. Yes. Have you ever thought of having your cavity filled? Yes, you need a small pipe inserted, Nathan, and we can <laughs> fill you up. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll have my cavity, uh, <laughs> sorted and the pipe stuffed in, and yes. I should be all right, I you think. You should be fine after that. You <laughs> That's should if feel... you've got one, of course. <laughs> yes. You might not have one. In you, fact, you I doubt whether you have. Layer. Well, I have to check these things. I've only been here since Saturday, and for three days I've been, uh, you know, in the in the in the capital, so I haven't been coming home. Sitting over the jumper so, uh, on the pub. Clubs. The pub's in the capital. <laughs> 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 so I'm just getting. I'm finding my feet. Yes. Don't mention that boozer, cold. But I, I, <laughs> and next week we'll find my hands. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mr. Chaz, it's, it's funny to have your dog coming to a new house because, of course, the first few days are quite stressful and confusing. So he's finding uh, his his little paws as well yeah. and getting to know the territory and the lay of the land. We put him in a dog hotel so he wouldn't have the stress of the actual move, so everything could be ready when he got back. And what do you mean do you know ready? Well, ready, you know, when he gets back, you've got to have, you've got to keep the stress at a minimum level. So when he came into the new house, yeah. his basket was there, his toys were on the floor, his bowl had food in, uh, there were clothes and, and blankets wardrobe. that smelled. His <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> clothes were hanging up in the wardrobe. His little boots wardrobe. were outside the back door. <laughs> <laughs> his favourite TV programme was on. It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, you have to do these things with with dogs. Yes. They are, they're very sensitive what and they can get very stressed. Really? Yes, yes, yes. I, think, take on board. I think just give him a bit of alcohol in his last feed and he won't know the difference. Well, I, I was thinking of giving him a bowl of wine the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. But Is no, no. He's fast asleep in front of uh, in front of the little electric fire as I talk to you. Oh, little electric fires are very expensive. They are. Well, this is a, what do they call them? Halogen. I don't know how you call these. Oh, ones, very. Though. They're not very good halogen, are they? No, they're, they're a bit crappy. Aren't yes, they? <laughs> they are a bit crappy and cheap. But that's why people buy them. They go, oh, look at it. it. Only costs a penny a day to run it. I bought one, one for my brother. He'd have been better off sitting around a Swan Vesta. <laughs> <laughs> 
Actually, that's not a bad idea. I that's might pick up a box of matches It's a lot cheaper, today. you know. He, in fact, Mr Chaz could be like the little match girl. You know, strike oh. a match, hold it in his paws. Oh, don't mention that. He'll have an outfit. Oh, right. You know <laughs> yes, oh, no, outfit. no. Ch Chaz is a gent. He's no, he's no Victorian pauper match girl. No, exactly. He's a proper, you know, he's, he's a proper a toff. toff. He's a yeah. toff, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he ain't got no... You know, uh, money problems, this one. Mm. He's so gorgeous. He ain't got any heat going through his body either, by the sound All right, he's bloody cold. I'll, I'll give you that. He's You're going to come down one morning and he's <laughs> going to be there rigid in the corner. <laughs> Frozen in that last sort of movement. Well, the first night he slept with me, actually. He jumped <laughs> up on... And slept uh, in a little ball next to me. And I have to be honest, I mean, I love it when he does that. Yeah. So, but now he's, he's gradually sorting himself out. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's him sorting himself out. I think, I think mainly it's you <laughs> sorting yourself out. <laughs> uh, I don't think, you know, we're a team, we're a partnership. Yeah, uh, no, no, the partnership is, is with the wife, OK? <laughs> and the, the, the Mr Chaz thing turns it into a threesome. <laughs> Do you think so? I, I think so, I yes. I, I, I'm going to leave this broadcast worse off again, aren't I? You are. Uh, you're sounding like a loony tuny. <laughs> you're going to have to go back to therapy. <laughs> uh, all right. All back, uh, well, all back to the pub. <laughs> whichever is closest. Uh, well, uh, yes, actually, I, I think the pub is closest. You go, know. go to the pub. It'll, be, it'll oh, pass. The, the moment will pass. Oh, I promise. Won't. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the sun's come out now, so uh, yes, I may potter along. Uh, well, listen, beach. you enjoy the day out there. We're all very jealous. It's tipping down here. Well, it's, it's oh, tipping, good. It's tipping down in Cyprus as well. Yeah, but now the sun's come out there. Right. The sun's out, but that's no guarantee, because the weather changes within the click of a finger, you know, like that. And, yeah. and uh, we, uh, one minute it's sunny, the next minute it's torrential rain. So. Yeah, but we, we get that here, and we love it. Yeah, well, you're, you're welcome to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we love being caught in the rain. We love being caught in the rain without a sort of umbrella. Of course, yesterday, when I left here to go back home, I'm the only one in bright sunshine with an umbrella. I mean, how to feel stupid. But, of course, when I came in in the morning, it was tipping down. So. Uh, it's very Gene Kelly, walking in the sunshine with an umbrella. It is a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> Under my umbrella, rella, ella. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. We'll talk to you next week. Look forward to that, gents. Thank Find you. Take care. Bye. 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 Nathan Morley, our boy in Cyprus. It's a book, isn't it? I realise that, or at least some psychotherapy. It's a series. Yes, it's a series. Jeff says ITV will be gone within three years. When Thames went, ITV perished. So we'll wait and see. Doesn't look good, does it, in the papers this morning? But luckily, friends of mine who work for ITV at least have got a job. It's uh, quarter to six. These are the headlines. History could be made again later. The base rate of interest could fall to just half of 1%. The man guilty of murdering Rob Knox, the young actor who appears in the new Harry Potter film out this summer, is sentenced later. And Michael Jackson set to confirm he's taking over the O2 in London for a string of comeback gigs this summer. Let's have a check on the uh, roads for you. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. We'll start with public transport, actually. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nathan Morton. Oh, he does make me laugh. He really does. I think it would ruin it. If ever we met, it would completely ruin it. You know, it's one of those telephone conversations you have. But we love him to pieces. We really do. Uh, I did see, says Dee, the imbecile in America that rang 911. She's being charged. Hopefully she'll get life. Biting off somebody's tongue. I mean, that's, that's psychotic, isn't it? Put her away. The trouble is, these, we're reading these stories every day in the newspapers. And every day in the newspapers, I think, oh, my goodness me. Jan in South Norwood. Oh, I, I really hope that one happens. I have a feeling it might be cancelled. I think it might be cancelled. Judging by the conversation we had yesterday, I think it might be cancelled. Uh, Diane says, loose women made me give up my television. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Nick says, uh, watched your London Zoo video last night. Would have liked a bit more commentary from you. Well, the whole idea was we thought we would let the, uh, the animals speak for themselves. 
Uh, Debbie in Cotswold Wildlife Park says it's snowing at the moment in Kent. I'm house-sitting for the folks. Can't believe... And, yes, <laughs> anyway, you have to go to Steve Allen's website to find out more details. <laughs> <laughs> she said, gutted, laughed at the name you've got for it. I know, it's good, isn't it? I quite liked it. Uh, Paul. Steve. Oh, hang on, no, you can't. We haven't got your mic on. So <laughs> I've just right. She went off to get the coffee, so you can't, don't, don't speak. Because I haven't got your mic on. You just have to sit there and be, be quiet for a minute. That'll be difficult. Uh, Michael Jackson uh, might or might not do concerts. We think he probably will, because they've said it's going to gross... A hundred million pounds, uh, which of course would be very useful. But these these tours are not cheap, as Rick Wakeman told me yesterday. Uh, people are now saying that after the uh, the ITV cuts, no celeb is safe. Six hundred jobs going. The lead studio is closed. Budgets have been slashed. End of the channel as we know it. And it'll be interesting to see what else is is going to go. They've got a budget of a billion a year. Now that seems an absolutely ast- don't speak an absolutely astronomical amount of money to me, doesn't it? Thank you. He's nodding. A, a, a billion pounds. So they're going to cut. I think sixty-three million this year, seventy million the following year. Uh, Jade Goody. It's been the best seven years of my life. I don't think everybody would be saying that uh, thing here. Some of some of the big moments. Uh, they've got some really odd moments. Meeting Jeff Brazier before they split up. The, the, this is a highlight in Curlers during a living TV show. This is a highlight apparently. Uh, not as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Jack Tweed, out the other day, nasty little convicted person, will undoubtedly be going to prison. Undoubtedly going to prison. And a mission to find planets which support alien life will blast off tomorrow. They're, uh, they've got 10,000 stars to scour for life. No chance. No chance. Oh, and Robbie Williams is going to turn up on Comic Relief. They say because the last time he did it, he, he dressed up as a lady and, of course, thought it was all terribly funny. But as Robbie Williams' sense of humour is a little bit back in the 70s, I'm not sure what he's going to be doing this time round. But still, uh, he's, he's going to be, I think, dressing up as something. Perhaps an alien. Ray in Barkingside says, Nathan, better still give Mr Chaz his own show. It's a thought, isn't it? A thought. Uh, the two faces of straw justice, says Brian Reed, writing in the mirror today. He says, how noble of Jack Straw to lift Jack Tweed's curfew so he could have a good bevy after his wedding to Jade Goody. How courageous to intervene and allow jailbird Tweed a night in front of the OK cameras. And then he talks about the consistency with another case where he didn't do anything at all. And he says, uh, if he was Jade Goody's husband, this is the other guy he's talking about, would uh, this man now be out on a temporary licence? while Straw found a way of pardoning him. I mean, I'm afraid that there's, there's no excuse, I'm afraid, for Jack Tweed. As all of you know, I'm afraid thuggery and mindless abuse and threatening to stab somebody, you go to prison. Simple as that. Uh, Norman Cook is determined to beat his alcohol, so says his sister for some reason. I'll beat booze problem. It's obviously an occupational hazard in this business, where, where people booze. I've worked with no end of broadcasters... So we're waiting for you to come back to turn his microphone on because he hasn't been able to say anything. <laughs> so I haven't let him speak. Don't worry. I've said to him, don't speak. <laughs> I said she, she went to get the... She couldn't remember everything, so she did the coffee today. <laughs> don't laugh. We can't hear you. And <laughs> forgot what I was going to go to now, actually. 84850, uk. I love the idea, idea that little Dakota Clark can see for the first time in her life after pioneering stem cell treatment. Can speak now. You could speak now. <laughs> Isn't that good? I mean, uh, they, they, they've tried this treatment, and now she can see. I think that oh, is wonderful. absolutely, you know, out of all the gifts you could have, the gift of sight is it. The it gift is. of sight. Um, and there's a, a, a piece in the Daily Express today about a bionic eye. Oh, yes, that was incredible as well. Yes, it's a, it's a very, very tiny video camera, and it's mounted on glasses, and the um, it then it is directly 
um, plugged into your brain, and your brain can uh, you can see can can uh, interpret signals from the camera, and you can see. Unbelievable. Now that's technology. That's it's why wonderful. I get so angry when you read about some stupid chef bowing his head in court who admitted trashing J.K.'s million-pound Ferrari in a, motor, in a moment of utter madness. We told you about this story yesterday. They were all drinking, apparently, at the hotel. Uh, he claims that uh, uh, there were some comments made by J.K., who's this little tiny midget of a person. He's very tiny, J.K., uh, but he likes his car, so the chef goes out, smashes the window, does £30,000 worth of damage... Uh, because bearing in mind, the more expensive the car is, the more chance there is that it's going to cost an arm and a leg to actually repair. The stupid thing about this silly little man here, Aaron Billington, is that nobody will ever employ him ever again. Who wants a nasty little person like that? So not only will you probably end up with a big fine, Mr Billington, but nobody will touch you. Your evil face is over the front. You said it was a moment of madness, a moment of madness which has just killed your career, you silly little person. I don't know, perhaps you should think next time. Perhaps that's why you were just an assistant chef. You're never quite going to make it to a, to a proper chef. Ridiculous, actually. But he used stones and smashed the windscreen and everything else. It's pathetic. It is pathetic, isn't I it? Don't he know, looks pathetic. I, I don't understand this, the culture that we have in this country sometimes of the, uh, the kind of jealousy mm. uh, and, and the resentment that uh, some people see some people feel about successful people it is, it's just crazy it is crazy you know if you go to america success is celebrated yeah here it's resented it's yeah I, I don't understand why it is either mind you colleen nolan writing in her dreary little column in the uh, mirror today says i'm getting a bit sick of being such a given such a hard time by the judges on dancing on ice it's because you're rubbish that's why colleen <laughs> no point in beating around the bush you're a heffalump and you're dancing and you're not very good admittedly Roxanne Pallett was much better than you last week, and the public voted her off, mainly because she's an irritant. You, frankly, are just a complete waste of space. You never sang with the Nolans, you just la-la-la'd all the way through. I don't think you ever got lead vocals, did you? Or perhaps I'm wrong. No, you didn't, I've just remembered you didn't. In fact, even in I'm in the mood for dancing, you just did la-la-la, which about the sum total of your talent, I'm afraid. So the sooner you're kicked off, Strictly Come Dancing on Ice or whatever it is, the better. Because we're a better... We all know it's going to be Ray Quinn who's going to win, don't we? I mean, it's take it for granted. Although, frankly, I mean, you could put him in a pair of stocks and pelt him with pineapples. Pineapples is my new thing for throwing at people, I've decided. (laughs) I don't know why. I have a thing about pineapples. I went to Iceland the other day. Unless, of course, it's chunked. (laughs) Stripped pieces. I went to Iceland because I bought some Kashmiri curry. Yes. Which is curry that's got raisins in. And I thought I'd put some pineapple in it just to cheer it up. So I went to Iceland and I thought I'll buy a tin of Del Monte. Yeah. They had three little tins of pineapple, right. um, cubed, mm-hmm. for 75 pence. It's not bad, is so it? So bought, I bought two packs of it, and I bought one of those can openers, because normally cans have got a ring pull, not these ones. And you put the, this can opener on, push the button, and it turns around by itself and takes the lid off. So you're telling me you bought some pineapple? Yes. And it didn't have a ring pull on? Yes. And the pineapple was cheap? Yes. And... Then you had to go out and buy a tin opener. Yes. And you bought an electric one. Yes, eleven ninety nine. Right, so the pineapple cost you £6.50 each. At least. <laughs> At least. So, in other words, it was another good value, Steve Allen meal. <laughs> but, uh, but, watching, but watching the thing take the lid off is a work of art in itself. Oh, I know. You put it on Think there, push the button, it goes, and turns around, and you don't have to touch it. It was fantastic. Robert Dias I got it from. Very, very good. I tell you, I love that shop. They've got, ever since Woolworths stopped selling bulbs, it's the only place to go. Where it's do you get bulbs? Like <laughs> it's my new pastime. Going to find out what rubbish I can take home. And I always find something. It's LBC. You pay, we pay from Vauxhall. Yeah.
Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's a wet day, although in certain parts of the country they're knee-deep in that white fluffy stuff that uh, brought the whole country to a standstill. Sorry? Cotton wool. Cotton wool. All the, you know, boots are running out of cotton wool everywhere. It's terrible. But uh, snow all over the place, apparently, but not in London at the moment. Robert says wire in the blood is being axed. There's another casualty. How this rubbish ran for so long is positively astounding. <laughs> but there are certain things that ITV have spent their, their money on, which I think are very good. They, they're saying that they could axe this morning, but n- not, not totally. What, what they would do is they would, when it goes for the summer break, they would close it down and just run some other things instead. Because, to be honest with you, when Fern and Philip go on holiday, we don't need Eamon Holmes or anybody else doing it. We just need Philip and Fern. Well, you could see that they were admitting defeat some years ago when they took the nighttime programming off and, and put on night screen. Oh, yes. Well, yes, well, night screen. Yes, I, I didn't understand what night screen was. Night screen is where they just show an advert for, for one of their, their programmes. That's right. Or, it must be cheaper um, to run a film, mustn't it? Or, or they show um, clips of, of programmes that are coming or were on earlier on in the day. and It's just a mess, really. I don't know why they just don't shut down the transmitter. Well, I remember when they had that ghastly programme, The Mint. Oh. Do you remember The Mint? We do. Which was on. And, and we've still got these rubbish programmes on some of the other channels where the uh, the uh, presenters sit there and dance backwards and forwards looking like bimbos. And uh, and that's including the men. There was a and try and persuade elderly people to part with their money. Something red in a film title. And the answer will be Red Moons Over Saturn... Something It'll be some film you've never heard of, but of course that will be an answer because it's got red in the title, it's just that you'll never think of them. And that's why they coin it in. I get so angry watching those bimbos standing on that. I want to bring the stocks back for them. There was a chap on the James Whale show last night that was talking about this. He was, uh, he was from Carlton Television. Oh, right. And he was uh, quite a, a big, uh, big bod in, in Carlton. He was saying that the problem with ITV is that it's never moved forward like Sky, who brought in satellite television, HD. They're, now they're um, internet and telephone providers. And, and uh, ITV has just sat back and done nothing mm. and uh, thought that they'd be around forever. And, of course, they, they won't be in, unless they really shake up their act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jade's only got a short time left. Nearest and dearest say tearful farewells in the hospital bedside. It's an old picture of uh, Kevin Adams giving his support to Jade. He looks like he's asleep, so what sort of support that is, I've got no idea. And Jack, with a big grin all over his face, out with his mates again. This time going for something to eat at an Italian, and then going flat hunting. This apparently is a man who told the court that uh, he was spending all his waking hours looking after her. Just absolute rubbish, isn't it? I'm afraid it really is. Uh, no one's safe as ITV fights to survive. Ant and Deck could see their pay slashed. I don't know. What, what, what they're saying, safe-ish. I mean, whether they've made this up, I've got no idea. Uh, Britain's Got Talent, The X Factor, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, Saturday Night Takeaway, Dancing on Ice, Harry Hill's Burp and The Bill. Well, Harry Hill's Burp is cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. X Factor and Britain's Got Talent is owned by Simon Cowell. That's right. Uh, Coronation Street, well, that's an institution, and they don't pay the actors very much at all. Uh, Dancing on Ice, that generates a lot. Yes. Uh, Harry Hill's Burp. It's very good indeed. Yes, I like, like that. I like Harry Hill. Yes, I never uh, used to. Do you know, I never used to. Clive Bull loves him. Really? Loves him. Well, and I've watched him. He's, he's very clever. It's the same dry sense of humour that Clive's got. Yes. Uh, not sure in this list. I'm a celebrity. Because that costs a lot of money to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild at Heart. No What's idea. What's that? Lewis. We like that. Right. Poirot. Midsummer Murders. Taggart. Whitechapel. Prime Evil, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and Doc Martin. I would think Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is cheap because the money's guaranteed uh, by an insurance policy, so they don't, it doesn't cost them anything at all to do. It's only Tarrant's fee, and that can't be that much, can it? But, but it's a licensed-in programme, and it depends on what they're, uh, what they're 
deal is with right. Celador. Well, the ones that they say have had it, Heartbeat, well, they've got another two years' worth of programmes on the shelf. Wire in the Blood, I don't even know what it is. Wire in the Blood, yeah. it's a um, kind of thriller thing. Right. But if you, if you look at, at the list there... Mm. It's the dramas that cost them money. Yes. And it seems to be the drama department that they're, they're axing. 175000 an hour, they reckon it costs for drama. Yeah, but, you know, the, the, what, they're, what they're forgetting is that they get repeats on drama. Mm. And they sell around the world. And they sell around the world. On, on quiz shows, yes, they'll get repeated on Challenge TV or something, but they wouldn't repeat them on their own channels. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I, I, I think they're looking at a very short-term fix. Because all they'll do is end up doing cheap, tacky entertainment programmes. Which will be the final nail in their coffin, and they'll lose viewers. Yes. Because we don't want to see these things. Well, well, they, well the current one they've got at the moment is this programme, which is supposed to be celebrities cooking. Well, as we mentioned yesterday, one of the people on there, we had no idea who the poor soul was. She turned out to have played Nikki DeMarco in EastEnders nine years ago, and she hadn't done anything since. That was her claim to fame. And she was dragged on as a... And I'd never even heard of her. She was on it and yesterday. you haven't heard of her. Well, of course, the funny oh. nail in the, in the coffin yesterday was putting Gary Bushell with a gay uh, presenter. <laughs> and, of course, we all know how Gary Bushell just loves those gay boys. And so they put him on there. Gary Bushell was cooking some East End thing. What a pile of rubbish that was. I didn't even know he was still alive. I had no idea. I thought he disappeared completely. Uh, but also, but we, we do need the adverts, because the adverts get you watching. And still my favourite, and I don't care what anybody says, it's that Cadbury's one with the balloon and the kids with the eyebrows. Because when that little girl gets the <laughs> she just does it for me. Absolutely <laughs> does it for me, which I love at all. Oh, and don't forget, if you really want to make a lot of money, this Friday, Euro Millions on the lottery is worth... No idea. 85 million. Oh, we might have a go with that. Then. 85 million. But bearing in mind, it's 75 million to one... So there's, if everybody that you know and the entire country bought a ticket, it's got to find yours, OK? No chance. No chance. It'll go to some buffoon. No, there's not no chance. Well, no, there's, there's 75 very small million chance. to one. Very tiny chance. You watch, it'll go, to, it'll go to somebody in Belgium who's just bought one ticket. Oh, I don't know. I buy ticket. Oh, fantastic. 85 million! And we'll be going, that should have been our money. That's our money. Because we think of it as our lottery, but unfortunately, it's Euro. We have to share it with our friends in Europe. So it'll be somebody there who wins 85 million. And they, they've got three people presenting it, called Cat QB. Cat, I mean, I Fast. couldn't believe it. Yeah, exactly. Carol Machin and O.J. Borg. They're the wacky hosts of the Euro Millions draw tomorrow. I've never heard of any of them. Has anybody heard of them? No. No. Apparently, Carol has presented on MTV. Oh, well, that's it then, love. O.J. drove across America for the bull run on Channel 4. And Scott Cat is new to presenting. In other words, three people you really could... Why does it take three people to present... Why does it take three people to go, OK, and the draw is... And here, I mean, how stupid. What a waste of money. God, blimey. Dreadful. Drives me mad. Short break. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. I'm in such a good mood this morning. That's what I like about Thursdays. LBC 97.3 Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. Uh, 6.20. Uh, Rosalind was invited to a wedding. First thought was, oh, I'm going to miss Steve Allen's radio show at the weekend. The wedding was in Shropshire. Anyway, to cut a long story short, the main topic of conversation at the wedding meal was... Steve Allen, because some of the people there were former producers of Five's Company. And everyone was saying, what a great person you were to work with. They're such creeps. <laughs> <laughs> Never believe a word they tell you on things like that. Uh, Wild at heart is that drivel, says Robert, about the English family who've moved to Africa with Amanda Holden. Oh, oh yes. that one. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'd forgotten about yes, that. I've seen it once, I think. Anyway, uh, apparently, according to the uh, Daily Star today, 
Uh, telly's hottest comics, Matt Horn and James Corden, have got a new show next week. Unfortunately, they're both deeply, deeply unfunny, I'm afraid, as, in fact, they, they proved at the Brits. Deeply, deeply unfunny, so I shan't be wasting my time with that. I will, of course, be reading all about Roger Foss, What's On Stage magazine. New edition out now, available in theatre foyers. It's got a picture of Priscilla on the front page. Handy size, pops in your pocket. And Roger, at the moment, is going to tell you all about A... Uh, the Olivia Awards on Sunday, Gareth Gates and Joseph. But first of all, Joan Turner has died. Joan Turner, yes. Is this, is this recent? She died on March the 1st. Right. Oh, good Lord. So, last week. Or the, oh, yes, the on weekend. Sunday. Good yeah. Lord. I had no idea. Yeah. Why didn't she that make 80. any of the papers? Well, it did, actually. It has made the Guardian of all papers. Mm. <laughs> I, I think Patrick Newley is going to do something in the stage. That's how... Good. I heard about it. Patrick emailed me and said, uh, oh, blimey, Joan Turner's conked it. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I love Patrick's description of when somebody oh, goes... Oh, blimey, Joan Turner's <laughs> She's conked it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Now, I remember her. She was very blousy, very loud. She was. She most certainly was. Yes. And very talented, too, actually, Joan Turner. I, I remember as a kid, you know, because she would be on comedy programmes or on variety programmes. Yes. She was in West End shows at... Uh, Places like the Palladium, you know, and you go and see her, and I, I, I could never quite work it all out. Cause she was she the everything. one? Was she the one, Roger? I might have, I might have got this completely wrong. Who they did a television program on because she went into Brookside. Yeah, that's right. And she went into Brookside. She moved in uh, with a friend, and the friend yeah. went. She had to go. She was driving me mad. She had to go. Yeah. And it turned yeah. out that she was balmy mad. She went to her thing and she was revitalising her career, but she only had a short time in Brookside. She was Auntie Mame or something. She was Auntie Lou in Brookside. That's, that's right. right. That's right. I remember and, now. And uh, she, she was actually sacked from Brookside. That's I right. Yes, I remember that bit. <laughs> and, then, and then she did this... If you remember, there was a, this documentary about living in this flat in uh, in Surrey. I think it was called The Comeback or something like that. Yes, yes. And, and And it was actually pretty kind of dire because it was so squalid you know and yes. of course she was um she 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 liked to drink or two and would wander round about round and about with carrier bags full, full of full bottles right. <laughs> um, and 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 in a way it's funny but on the other hand it's quite sad because you know she she had been amazingly talented mm. but then clearly went on this downward path uh, in her later years there's and, a bit uh, of her in america sitting in a gutter wasn't there yeah, that's right. She wandered yes. all around. She was wandering around <laughs> California like a down and out. That's I right. mean, you know, and 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 I think this kind of her whole career really was blighted with problems because she was in Oliver at one point. I know, I know, she had done West End shows. She 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 according to the Guardian, she did Call Me Madam, and 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 and, and actually then I know she went into Oliver at one point right. and, and played Mrs Bumble and. And, and got sacked from that because because she was getting drunk in the dressing room and throwing wine bottles around. So, but I remember it, she it, she moved in with this uh, guy, and all her dresses, all her her frocks were hanging up, and they were glitter and glamorous. And he yeah. said because he'd invited her in, but she turned out to be such a pain that he'd said, "I've asked yeah. her to go." And she yeah. she was obviously quite quite difficult when she'd had a few drinks. I look forward to yeah. reading what, what Patrick says. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it, when people go go like that. <laughs> I, I yeah. met her once. And she turned up at a friend's play. Well, actually, the Brick Lane Music Hall. She turned up there, I think, to see Danny LaRue. And, oh, and sat in the front row with her own bags, again, full, oh. of, full of booze. And, in fact, 
tried to join in the show and, and, and had to leave the, the buildings asked to go. And I thought, you know, this was a woman. I mean, talk oh. about blimey, she conked it. I mean, one time, blimey, she was a huge West End yes, star. Yes, she was. I remember seeing her on the television, on, on chat shows. She was, she was, I mean, big in every sense of the word. She was Absolutely. a large lady. Well, she made it to Absolutely. 80. She was 80. Well, that's right. There you go. She was 80, so, you know, God bless her. Yeah. Um, goodbye, Joan Turner. You'll never see her like again. <laughs> never. Some say, some say thank God, but I, I think <laughs> that it's people like that that this, this country was built on. She was a character. She was big. She was blousy. She was everything. So She was from that yeah. era of all those comedians, too, like, yes. you know, Tony Hancock and Jimmy Edwards, and when they used to do big shows at the Talk of the Town and, and mm. that kind of yes. era, really. And, yes, I remember. Uh, and, and the S. Yeah. Oh, well. But there we are. So she, she's gone to those pearly... Get- My God, she'll be annoying the heck out of them in heaven, I can tell. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> It'll be a nightmare up there. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> of course, a bit of a nightmare down here, because they had to wax his entire body for Joseph. For some reason, you're not allowed to have hairy Josephs. So no, Gareth Gates has been, uh, been waxed. From top to bottom. (laughs) I thought it was a bit odd because I've seen pictures of Gareth over the years with his shirt off and he's quite a quite a hairy young man and now in Joseph he's not a hairy man. Yes, I know, it's a shame really, because he's he's actually got hairy legs, so they haven't done the full Brazilian. I mean it's um, (laughs) too much information. No, I know. He's 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 actually um, you know, he he wears the loincloth very well actually. I was really surprised because you know we were talking about uh, Gareth in uh, Panto at Wimbledon this year at playing Prince Charming, and he, he just looked a bit awkward and a bit kind of embarrassed on stage. And I thought then, is he going to be all right playing Joseph? Well, mm. actually, it turns out that he is. Can he talk? Um, he, well, <laughs> no, I mean that in the guess. nicest possible way. <laughs> because <laughs> when I did talk. an interview with him, it only lasted about seven minutes. <laughs> Yes, I know. It, it was does. it was terribly difficult. And I must point out that even in your very own magazine, What's On Stage, in the advert, uh, they obviously uh, took the photograph before they made him shave. Yes. Because exactly. he's hairy in the advert. Yeah, it was. I mean, the picture's taken a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I mean, that's right. He's, uh, he, look, he's, he's taken over from Lee Mees. He, he, does, he doesn't have to talk in the show, because it's all singing, don't forget, Joseph. You right. know, it's one song after another one dance song after another if it's not any dream will do it's close every door and it's some it's uh, pharaoh coming on as elvis you know <laughs> and so it's non-stop music and 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 actually he does close every door and and that song you know that everybody knows any dream will do i mean he does actually sing them absolutely brilliantly yeah. although of course he's not lee mead so you, you know you shouldn't expect him to be you know have that theater voice like lee mead had he could project and all of that, whereas Gareth is very much a recording singer, I would mm. have thought, but he reaches all the top notes, he looks fantastic, you know, despite all the waxing, and uh, and the kids in the audience are all screaming out, oh, Gareth, we love you. It was like, oh. you know, the that old bizarre. days of Engelbert Humperdinck. I thought they the old days of Engelbert. Engelbert Humperdinck, he never did Joseph, did he? <laughs> well, he didn't. But, oh, Eng, we women... love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they used to go wild, didn't they? I mean, I remember going to the Palladium and seeing uh, Engelbert and women throwing their knickers on the stage. Good heavens above. I oh, had dinner yeah. with him, actually. Really? Yes, I had dinner with him in Vienna. Strange enough, the, the Viennese have, have no respect for... Oh, I've only, I haven't got enough time to tell you the story. <laughs> so instead, we'll have to save it for next week. But it's always oh, a pleasure. Right. So, uh, Gareth Gates, thumbs up. Thumbs up, yes. Go, 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 Joseph. Go, go, go. Excellent. Roger, thank you so much. Oh, Roger's gone. This is London's... 
very much indeed. 26 minutes to seven. It's all going on this morning, isn't it? I'm quite excited, actually. Never a dull moment here. And here we are with the sport. It's Alex Jensen. Thank you. Manchester United are back seven points clear at the top of the Premier League after a 2-1 win at Newcastle. Manager Sir Alex Ferguson is sure his side can deal with the pressure being put on by Chelsea and Liverpool. We've had that for years. We've got to rely on and trust the players to show their patience and to show their experience. They've been through this time and time again. It's not as if it's something new to them. Coming to Newcastle is not an easy place. Uh, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, we've got a, a, a quite an emphatic victory in the sense of coming back from 1-0 down and then the second half controlling the game. There were also wins for Tottenham, 4-0 at home to Middlesbrough, and West Ham 1-0 at Wigan, despite having goal scorer Carlton Cole sent off for two yellow cards, but Fulham suffered a 1-0 defeat at home to Hull. Arsenal stay three points behind fourth-placed Aston Villa in the race for the final Champions League qualification spot. Villa boss Martin O'Neill's not giving up the fight, speaking after his side's 2-0 loss at Man City. We've still got plenty to play for. We condense it now into a 10-game season. And it's up to us to pick up the requisite number of points. It'll, it'll be very hard. Stoke are out of the bottom three thanks to a 2-0 win at home to Bolton, while Blackburn drop into the relegation zone after finishing goalless at home to Everton. Uh, north of the border, Rangers suffered a shock 1-0 defeat at home to Inverness, Caledonian Thistle to allow Celtic to go back top of the SPL. And there are four race meetings later. They go at Carlisle, Lingfield, Wincanton and Wolverhampton. LBC Sport with Dawkins Bailiffs, helping commercial landlords get what they're owed. <laughs> Well, after his uh, win on Monday, Alex says, we said Mr Jensen could lose for the rest of the week. And still keep Mr Blacker happy. I didn't expect him to actually lose for the rest of the week. <laughs> but uh, sadly, with Jawahar yesterday, which we think either means jewel or something like that. It was right, nice, whatever it yeah. was. You lost two pounds because it was seventh. Out of... Ten. ten. Was it ten? Yes. OK. OK. That doesn't matter, because you're still £14.09 up. Uh, up, yes. <laughs> uh, whereas Astrodome for Alex won at 11 to 2, so he made a profit of 11 pounds. So his total loss now is 3 pound 21. So he's, he's catching up. He only needs another biggie, and, uh, and he's there with you. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens as we're off to Lingfield today for the 5.30 with Riverboat Gambler. Riverboat Gambler win only. What do you, what do you fancy? Um, I fancy. The, uh, it's a very late race. Okay. It's the uh, 9.20 it's far too late at Wolverhampton. It's far too late. Tucks have been bed by I think them. horses go, I'm not racing at that time. I'm really not. Well, I'm not convinced these are horses, to be honest. Because oh, right. my horse is called the Staffy. I think the Staffy? How it's dog racing. I think they picked it up from my house. <laughs> have you got Staffies? I've got two, yeah. Two Staffies? Yeah. Lord, what are they called? Rollo is the boy. Yeah. And Freya is the girl. Right. Are they brother and sister? No, they're not. I, I went down to um, St. Leonard upon Sea right. for the boy and up to near Grimsby for the girl. Good Lord. Mm. Are, they, are they pedigree? Mm hmm. Right. Like they cost a lot? Um, not as much as other breeds, about £350 each. Good Lord, honestly. But that's not too bad for, for you know, pedigree breeds Is it these not? days. Yeah, definitely. Oh, right. not. I mean, are they nice? Are they very affectionate? Oh, extremely so. Yeah. Too affectionate in some ways. Really? So. Mm. I'm not really sure They're I could very, sort of get affectionate sort of lick, with a staff. They you all over your face, really? jump up, say hello. I went out with somebody like that once. Not yeah, a pleasant well, experience at all. Hated it. it. Oof, dear. <laughs> Don't do any of that. How bear it when people try and stick their tongues in your ears. 
I said to Jenny Barnett the other day, don't do that ever again. <laughs> it's always covered in lipstick. She's got this bright red lipstick. Go away, covered in the thing. But anyway, well, that's good. We'll see how we do tomorrow, because course, tomorrow's your last day. Yes, I know, but you I always win on a Friday, because then I'm inevitably not there to celebrate it. Yes, but we're going to find if you're going to win on Thursday today yeah, as well. So if, if you win, win today and then you get one and win tomorrow, that'll be good. It'll be wonderful. It'll be wonderful. It'll be a miracle. So we'll look forward to it. So we'll be that too, yes. Riverboat Gambler is what we're, we're going for. We'll put that on the website. Yes, we'll get that on the website. OK, shall I give you that then? Shortly. Thank you, Thank Alex. you very much. Excellent. Thank you very much. And Alex will pop up with uh, Nick Ferrari on Breakfast This Morning. Strangely enough, doing the papers is Mark Constantine. Uh, now, Mark used to appear on LBC many years ago. We used to do a health and beauty programme. Surprising, looking at me now, but I used to do a health and beauty programme with uh, lovely people from Estee Lauder. And Mark used to have a company. Now he's the managing director of Lush, but he used to own Cosmetics To Go. Right. And so Mark used to come in, and uh, we would always do him around about Christmas time. And I've said this before on the programme, that uh, they would uh, end up sending loads of goodies out to people who phoned in. Boxes would arrive with all these bath bombs and all the stuff that Lush does now. But Cosmetics To Go were doing it first, but the company was so successful that unfortunately it collapsed. So Mark then set up uh, Lush, that he was there with Cosmetics To Go. So it's nice to know that he's doing the papers this morning. Uh, he's also, I think, a supporter of the uh, the Free Air Sky thing, the scare, um, scare whatever, it, I can't remember now. So anyway, whatever, <laughs> scaring crows. I don't know, I've no idea. I'm talking absolute drivel. Uh, they're also talking about Prince Charles, who's now been called a style icon. Really? Hey. Exactly, that's what I thought. I want to see Charles in a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. Come on, hands up, who wants to see that? Nope, just me again. Yep. <laughs> but he is, apparently. And they're going to be talking as well about Brown's congressional speech. Are you proud of Gordon or not? Not. Probably not, actually. I thought, <laughs> I thought the, the podium made him look a bit small and insignificant. Beverly of East Ham says, I, I've got... Oh, good. Well done there. Says, uh, all booked online. Says, will you ever do a Christmas show? Because I know you like Christmas. We're thinking. We're thinking of Christmas show. If you go to dot co.uk or steveallenshow.com details on there and Sally and Guernsey reckons that Brucey should be given a knighthood oh I think so. I think Brucey should get a knighthood I think definitely she said by the way I did purchase a twinkling umbrella and the children I look after at lunchtime at the Notre Dame school St Peterport Rummer dinner lady thought it was fantastic well it is so that's good news and Corin and Tony they've had their computer out of order for ages and you, you know what that's like if your computer goes it just Dreadful. totally cut off, but they've sorted it out, and so they've got plenty of backups with Sky Plus and the Two Bugs, so they haven't missed any of the programmes. And um, also, their, their son has been staying with them this week. Haven't had a chance to write, but we do find time to listen to the podcast, and they've looked at the zoo clips as well, because we're on YouTube, which is YouTube, and just type in Steve Allen, LBC, London Zoo, and it, it pops up on that. Paul, got a quickie? Yes, scientists, uh, you'll be pleased to hear, say the smell of rotten eggs is arousing for men and could be used to create an alternative Viagra. Really? Nerve cells release minute amounts of hydrogen sulphide, the gas which gives rotten smell, rotten eggs their distinctive smell, when a man becomes aroused, causing blood vessels to relax and so fill with blood. This is, has the same effect, apparently, as Viagra. Um, similar research says another gas, nitric oxide, led to the creation of Viagra. So um, they have similar effects, and you may, uh, you may end up... Uh, Sniffing rotten eggs or something, if, you, if you're having a problem down there. That'll be thrilled, thank you. Uh, Lynn, my neighbour, is in South Africa at the moment. She's on uh, on holes. And uh, she said, uh, we've got... Um, I, I sent you a, an email via Outlook now. 
Uh, saw snow over there, heat wave over here, with warnings of bushfires today. It's in the mid-30s where they are. And uh, she's driving across the, uh, I think it's uh, Knesna, the garden route. And the sat-nav tells six hours, so quite a trek across one of the mountain ranges. But once we're over there, worth it. It's on a lagoon and the southern point of South Africa on the Indian Ocean. Sounds beautiful. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? And uh, so she's there for a couple of days, staying with friends... Uh, at a place called Glentana. They have the most amazing beach house, literally on the edge of the beach. Stayed there before and it's bliss. She says, try and stay warm while I stray, try and stay cool. She's my roving reporter in South Africa at the moment. And it's still cheap to eat out over there. Fantastic. It is fantastic. Sounds like my friend's house in Thailand. That's actually on the beach. The front really? Of it, the front of it's on the sand. How lovely. How lovely. Imagine Beautiful. waking up to the sound of the surf. Well, the, the whole of the front of the, the building is, is sliding glass door, so you can open it all and, uh, and just have it open really? for the elements. It's beautiful. I yeah. love that. I'm being, I'm being Pisces. I'm strangely drawn to water, which reminds me, I must go to the toilet in a minute. And uh, thank you to Richie, uh, who sent me in a, a lovely picture of Gareth Gates uh, at the stage after a Saturday matinee, meeting the family. Lovely picture of Gareth. Very photogenic. Not unsimilar to me. Because tomorrow, of course, we're having the LBC official pictures done. Are you? I don't know what to wear. I mean, I'm in two minds over What are you doing with your legs this time? <laughs> I have no idea, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a poem, which we, we might have to... I'll tell you what, Michael, I'll have to do that tomorrow, because I don't have enough time to do it today, but I'll do it tomorrow. Can you send it in again tomorrow? Because it's, it's a bit long for me squeezing in today. So if you send it tomorrow, I shall do it for you tomorrow on the programme. And Tammy went to see Rod Stewart live in Bangkok... Actually pleasantly surprised at how good he was, and he packed out the arena. Really good. Seems like a nice, self-effacing guy. Thanked us all for spending our hard-earned cash to see him during a recession. Had his daughter Ruby with him and sang a couple of songs. Also good. Which wife does 21-year-old Ruby come from? Well, there's a question. I've got no idea. I know that Rick Wakeman's about to marry wife number four, which you'll hear in a couple of weeks' time on In Conversation. And uh, Paul in Manchester says that both ITV and BBC have huge libraries of shows which could be shown. So there you go. Apparently, Thomas the Tank Engine in Gaelic on BBC Alba is a joy to watch. <laughs> I'm thrilled. It's a quarter to seven, nearly. This is LBC. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Ten to seven. Uh, Joe says, now you're near Old Compton Street, find uh, Camissa and Son at the end from the Charing Cross Road, and they've got uh, handmade ravioli and sauces and things like that, and all these cheeses, which I I'm not into cheese, really. I just I did buy some, some Red Leicester the other day. <laughs> I found, I found um, some what they call Mexican cheese the other day, and it's got uh, pimentos and peppers in it. Is it? Oh, it's lovely. You see, I did that Stilton, and I've never done Stilton in my life, and I did a little bit on a, on a cracker, and I quite liked it. I don't think I want to eat it all the really? time. Yeah, I, I don't I do thought cheese. You say it was too strong for you. No, 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 I, mean, I could cope with it, but I look at They also had some runny cheese, this brie. I thought, mm. oh, no, thank you very much indeed. Roquefort's my favourite. Is it? Yes. I mean, I'm su- No, I don't do cheese. Try it. I do cheddar. Edam and Redlands. Try Roquefort. I'm a bit. Try Roquefort. Really? Yeah. It comes from a. They're like anything smelly. It's not smelly, is it? It's quite strong. No, it, no, it I can't do it then. No, no, it doesn't smell too strong. horrible. No, it, it's got quite a quite a strong tangy taste, mm. and um, it, it's it's only grown in Roquefort because the um, it's a blue cheese. Ugh. No, you'd love it. Sounds you really disgusting. would love it. And, and this particular, the, the mould that grows on the cheese, uh, stop it. It'd be sick. Only grows in the caves in Rockford. Uh, Nowhere worse. else in the world. In caves. Caves. It's not normal, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's not it normal. It is. It's lovely. Cheese grown in caves. It What's the world coming to? Really good. And it's really got, got mould in it. 
Well, that's what the, the <laughs> that's what blue cheese is. Well, I'm not eating. Well, I'm not eat blue cheese. Then. You eat mushrooms, don't you? Sorry, mushrooms. Yes, yeah, so that's different. It's not. It's a fungi. Yeah. Well, mold fungi, same thing. <laughs> a fungi. <laughs> so there we are. So thank you, Joe, for that. You're quite right. I probably won't actually try it, but it's a good idea. He's actually given me a lovely recipe for baked beans, but not the baked beans that come in a tin. He's given me a proper recipe for baked beans. I think people people are quite worried about my eating habits. I'm afraid. Well, it's the uh, sprouts that are cooked for four hours that they're worried about. Listen, excuse me, I had, I had broad beans yesterday. No need uh, to buy so pedigree staffies. I love broad I, beans, yes, they're obviously in. No, Never used to eat them years ago. Never eat them. I, I buy them frozen when you can't buy them fresh. I love them. Well, I'm not that desperate. Uh, pedigree staffies, Battersea Dogs Home, have hundreds of Staffordshire looking for... In fact, it is the most abandoned dog. I know that for a fact, because I've, I've done uh, features about it before, and people abandon staffs. Great shame, isn't it? Um, Steve... Uh, you and Paul, along with a smattering of Nathan, have set me up for the day, says Michael. It's nice, isn't it? It is nice. And Helen said, someone at work stole my twinkling umbrella. I put an email around and, uh, saying I would get you to announce it on the radio. Oh, dear. And Mitch says, have you seen the advert with the meerkats in it? I don't think I have, actually. Yes. Oh, have you seen it? Yes. What do they do? Oh, is this the one in front of the fire? That's right, yes. And oh, he's dressed right. up like, uh, Roger Foss. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Dressed up like you, Roger. I love that. I love that. Quickly, and the uh, and the papers on the front pages. The Mail have got, for some reason, the strolling bone, age 21 and a quarter. This is Mick Jagger looking unrecognisable. Yes, same pictures in the uh, in the Express. Yes. Just on the inside. And what mother would kick her pot-smoking son out of the house and then write a book about it? This story's run for about the past four days. Started in the Standard. Uh, police blunders led to vicious Carl Bishop, who's going to be sentenced today. What a nasty little piece of work. When told that um, Rob Knox had died, he went sweet. As, nice. uh, as, as poor Rob Knox's mother has said to the papers today, I hope that he gets his just desserts when he gets into prison. Don't worry, Mrs Knox, he probably will. And that's good news all round. Paul, got a quickie? Yeah, a desperate uh, bridegroom staged four bank robberies after his wife's <laughs> to be plans for a huge white wedding got out of hand. The groom netted more than £300,000 in the heists in Austria before he was caught, but it still isn't enough for uh, his fiancée, who demanded 500 guests, a Chanel gown, a new car for the drive to the service, and a Caribbean honeymoon. <laughs> Ahmed Boyer was caught when an off-duty poli- uh, policeman grabbed him as he fled a bank in Vienna. The wedding was costing a lot of money and I realised I would never be able to pay for it, he told the court. The money from the first robbery went in a day, so I just kept on going. He now faces jail. Good. Good. Cleaning your teeth twice a day slashes the risk of male infertility, apparently. So, it says in a study of 100 fellas, two-thirds... Three times a day. ...suffering from gum (laughs) disease, gingivitis, had low sperm count and 14% was severe... Periodontis, which damages tissue-supporting teeth, had no active reproductive cells. This was uh, found at Israel's Hebrew University the other day. So, in fact, the more time you brush your teeth, the more likely you are to be potent. It's as far as I can go at this time of the morning, I think. The stem cell therapy story, for all the people who inquired about it, is on page 20 of The Sun, uh, together with the old-age pensioner, Ron, who was given the bionic eye. And it's just absolutely fantastic. You, really just, you just imagine all the men listening rushing off to the bathroom now to clean their teeth, can't yes, you? Yes, and all the wives going, if you think that's <laughs> going to be happening at this time of the morning, you better think again. <laughs> uh, other stories of the paper today. Do you know, I'd almost forgotten about him, and I'm glad that the paper have highlighted it, Eddie Kidd. Eddie Kidd, yes. Eddie Kidd, um, his uh, wife says here, it could be his girlfriend, it's heartbreaking when his kids ring, but they can't understand him. Mm. He's living on uh, benefits at the moment of £800 a month. They can't afford private health care. 
Uh, Nora moved to a new home equipped for his needs. He's been in a wheelchair for ages. I remember Eddie Kidd when he was uh, modelling, uh, when he was in his heyday. Yes. And they've got yes. pictures in the paper. Many of you won't even remember Eddie Kidd. But then he had that accident, and for the rest of the time, he's been in a wheelchair. He did a movie. Yes, he did a movie was called... The Silver Dream Machine? No, Bullseye. Bullseye. We did one called Bullseye with Michael Caine. Oh, was he in that? Yes, yes. And he also modelled for The Sun uh, in 84. A very, very good-looking man, but he's, he's been in a wheelchair for years now. And uh, motorcycle accident, wasn't it? Yes, it was, if, if memory serves me. So he's in the uh, sun today, struggling to speak and unable to make his kids understand him. That must be uh, absolutely terrible. It's nice when they do these things, but you feel it's come a little bit late Yeah, yeah uh, indeed. in his life. Uh, Miss Britlash, this is Britney Spears. We said at the beginning of the programme, she did a concert. The bad news is, she mimed it. The entire concert was lip-synced. That, we, we decided, was, was not Have you ever form. sing? It might be good news. Well, it might be good. Well, I'm not sure if she can sing now, but she must have recorded it for her to sing to. Yes. Would you not think? Well, anybody can sing. Auto-tune. That is true, actually. Rick Wakeman talks about that. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Ashford thinks I eat rubbish. I know, but I look really good on it. That's the sickening thing. <laughs> I'm very good. I won't tell you what I had yesterday walking back to the station. It was really appalling, and I felt, felt quite guilty about it. Listen, Paul, thank you very much. You're welcome. Paul's back with us next week on the programme. Better go and check out your way. You haven't got snow. No, we haven't. Why Hugh Broom's talking about it? Everything's subtropical. It's all ground to a standstill. The daffs are coming out. It's lovely. Yes, I love it with the snowdrops out and stuff like that. That really does look nice, doesn't it? The crocuses. Beautiful crocuses, yes. Really? Yes. Isn't that fabulous that they come up year after year? Listen, I'm back with you uh, tomorrow morning. If you go to lbc.co.uk, you can podcast. Do please podcast. I need the figures. And uh, check out as well us on YouTube and check out steveallenshow.com for details of an event taking place on a bank holiday. So we look forward to your company tomorrow morning between 5 and 7. Special day for us because it's LBC Photo Day. Lord above. We'll be worrying about that for the rest of the day. Uh, Nick's with you after the news, which is next on LBC 97.3. Every weekday afternoon from 4 